We are here. We are back. Episode number 10 of the Good Old Hockey Podcast. We've hit double digits, Galley. Um, hopefully, we'll hit triple digits someday. Um, yeah, number episode 10, 10. DAs. For tuning in today, tonight, whatever time you're listening to this. We've got some good stuff, not as juicy as last week in terms of NHL news. But <clears throat> before we get into that, Galley, how was, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Um, you know, chilled. I had a white elephant party I went to. I've never done white elephant. Um, got a, got a sick ass game called Can Jam. Have you ever played that before? I have. That game is so fun. It's, it's pretty yeah. fun. So I'm stoked yeah. on that. Um, went to the white elephant and then I had a hockey game on Sunday. I have three hockey games this week. I have a hockey game yesterday. I had one on this tomorrow at 10 p.m., which is going to blow. And then I had, I think I have another one at 10 p.m. on this upcoming okay. Sunday. So we got we got three games this week, which I'm stoked on. But uh, lots of hockey for this week. It was a pretty chill weekend, though. Um, just trying to save my money a little bit because I got a lot yeah. of spending to do for Christmas yeah. gifts. But uh, yeah, how was how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I filled it on the Christmas side. I haven't shopped at all. I don't have any money at all, so should be fun. <laughs> we'll see what I can pull out of my ass, but yeah, one hundred percent. The weekend we do. Uh, I think I kind of chilled at home on Friday, which was definitely a rarity. I'm kind of entering this phase where <clears throat> we haven't like I don't think I've gone downtown in I don't know three weeks now, maybe more True. than that. Um, Damn, dude, that's so long. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels like. It's, it does feel, feel long. Hard, I agree. Like normally we were going, especially a year every ago, week, we every weekend, maybe a couple off weekends here and there. But yeah, didn't do anything Friday. Really played uh, some Fortnite. Got a little drunk. Played NHL. Oh my god. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got. I have to show you a clip after this. Something that I uh, in NHL I did last night. It was crazy. But um, you play. Like, you got NHL uh, twenty four. Yeah, I do on Xbox One or Xbox Series S, whatever. Um, See, I got Xbox One, NHL Twenty Four. I don't know if I can play with you. No, you have I... to have the next gen. God damn it! I'll show okay. that. Uh, I think I can pull it up somewhere, but I don't know. Anyways, did that Friday, Saturday. We had a poker game, poker night actually, which was fun. Okay, we came out. We did like ten dollar buy-ins, pretty cheap. Nice. We played for. We went to Chili's first. This was, yeah, God, it's so, like, mid-20s. Like, went to Chili's and then had a poker night. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. I came out $6 up. Out of Let's the, go. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and, yeah, last night, nothing crazy. Watched a couple hockey games. Um, and, yeah, now we're here. Dude, um, I, uh, are you, uh, how are you doing in, like, fantasy football? Are you, do you have to do any punishments? Are you in last in any leagues? No, so I actually didn't get to do fantasy football this year. I was oh, late to the game, and <clears throat> people had asked, and I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to do it because I do fantasy baseball too, and fantasy baseball kind of like interlaps and, with fantasy yeah. football. And the fantasy baseball league I was in is $100 buy-ins and $1,000 pot. So I was really focused on trying to get through playoffs, and I – lost like last the, the week before the nfl game, or the nfl season so i was kind of scrambling around but i'm doing fantasy hockey and my team is not doing hot or it's Dude, i'm very mid i've gotten second place in my fantasy baseball it's not a hundred dollar league i would love to join yeah. one of those 
But I've gotten second three years in a row in my fantasy baseball league. Oh. It is fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm bound to win it. Speaking of other sports, shit, fucking seven hundred million dollar yeah. contract for Otani. Yeah. <laughs> I actually so today I was looking at like someone broke down like the weekly, monthly. Uh, his like annual weekly and monthly salary. His monthly yeah. salary is like three million more dollars than the average NHL salary, which is crazy. That's crazy, dude. So he's making three million more dollars a month than the average NHL player a year. But I don't know if you saw this. He deferred six hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. After. What? So he wants. So basically, he's getting paid now two million dollars a year. Yeah, he's gonna make all the rest of his money when he retires, which is genius. But it gives the Dodgers more room to buy players, which the Dodgers. I think that's fucking do. bullshit, dude. I like, do too. Be I able don't know to, how much you can be able to do that in MLB. Yeah. Like, I think it's a smart move. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you can do yeah. it, then do it. But like, the MLB needs to figure that shit out because like the fact how stacked the Dodgers are, it's like they are the team to beat in the seasons. Yeah five months away right now so yeah, it's like they, they're always a team to beat and they always choke it unless it's a short season like they got i mean but, yeah they are kind of always a team to beat i mean yeah. the yankees are kind of like that too but same way but then they choke so we'll see yeah. how it turns out for them but if they're able to add more players because he <clears throat> got rid of what he was making 70 million dollars a year and now he's making two that's 68 more million dollars a year they can pay someone Dude, think Almost. if they could do that in the NHL. It would be insane. I feel like Toronto, the Rangers, the Bruins, yeah. and the, the Kings would be dominant. Yeah. But yeah, see, that's what I like about the NHL. It's like the cap, the cap like is is sweet because yeah. like not some not the best markets yeah. of teams, aka Calgary, you know, can still yeah. compete yeah. some years. Yeah. Um, let alone at least have their fans think they can compete, even though they're gonna be mediocre every year. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it is kind of nice because at least at least the fans get hope. Like if you're an A's fan or a fucking uh, like a Cincinnati Reds fan, like you're just like, dude, our yeah. payroll's like thirty, forty million dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we supposed yeah. to do about that? Yeah, um, I saw something about the A's. They were like, they offered Shohei Otani one million dollar for seven hundred years or something like that. Uh, or no, <laughs> was it? They offered him one dollar for seven million years, something like that. But They'll be in Vegas now, so maybe they'll get some more money. But anyways, enough of baseball talk. <laughs> in our weekend, we did have some good, uh, interesting stuff over the last couple, last week. Um, first one on here that we're going to talk about, the Oilers. We talk about this team a lot this part of the season so far, and I think it's because they've had such a high ceiling and high hopes, and they have not met that. But And McDavid, too. But recently... They're now on a seven-game win streak. McDavid has had 20 points during that streak, which is insane. And I think yeah, he's what? coming back. I keep I, I said a couple episodes ago, I was like, I haven't really seen him a whole lot on ESPN. And I kind of know that that means he hasn't been playing that well. And sure enough, the past two weeks, I've seen probably four or five Connor McDavid highlights on ESPN. So good to see for the sport of hockey because he is a great player and obviously it's going to grow our game. Um, yeah, and also Evan Bouchard, he's got an eleven game point streak, which is third for defenseman behind Quinn and what Kale. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a sleeper for, um, I think I mean he's a sleeper for the Norris. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's got it in him, but honestly, no. with 
I think he's a sleeper just because he's on the Oilers. Because I feel like if you throw in his point production and if he can keep that up, um, damn. I mean, it's yeah. going to be hard to beat out Quinn Hughes and, and Kale yeah. Carr, but yeah. um, when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, you're getting secondary and primary assists a lot of the nights from those players because they score so much. I mean, his point production could go up quite a bit. And the fact he's on an 11-game point streak just proves that. It's like yeah. you might be having an off night, but then you might get a fucking secondary assist on an empty net goal for McDavid yeah. or no, for sure. whatever, you know, or yeah. Dreisaitl. So uh, I think that's pretty interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I think McDavid, Dreisaitl are back up to, their, up to speed. Um, I still think that goaltending could bite them in the ass. I don't think Skinner's, like, reliable – um but shit i mean seven game win streak right yeah seven game win streaks insane like for them to have such a because i don't i don't remember i think they went on a five or six game losing streak like they are turning it around right now we'll see if it continues but um the oilers are back i feel like we we spoke a little too soon when we're like dude they're not they're not performing and now uh we might have jinxed them a little bit now they're 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 getting back up there and um yeah. yeah it's crazy that bouchard is just carrying the decor like that because i yeah. think the next closest is is ekholm so is it yeah probably Got yeah 10 i points. think <laughs> yeah i think overall yeah i think they're gonna start to climb back up in the standings and we'll see in a couple months how those standings finish even at the end of this month we'll see um but another team that's kind of been shocking everyone and shocking myself has been the san jose sharks the last 10 games, they're 5-3-2. And, and when we started this podcast, I was like, it's kind of good because I won't just be able to just talk about the Sharks because they're not good. So I can kind of diversify myself and just talk about the NHL as a whole. But I was like, you know what? This is a good week. I can get my Shark talk in and be done with it. But they've been doing good. I think a lot of – I haven't watched a whole lot of their games. I've been pretty busy these past two weeks, but – um, from what I have seen, I think it's for them. Just I think they're just clicking a bit right now and kind of just riding the high together, which I think is good. But mm-hmm. I saw this comment and someone was like, I think it was some post NHL made about the Sharks, and they're like, the Sharks are like a toddler and they're taking their first steps, and it's so <laughs> cute and you're proud of them, but you know that they're gonna fall on their ass in about two seconds. So I saw that comment and made me laugh, and I was like. Yeah, honestly, I could see that. And I think it's good for the players and the young guys on the team to kind of have that be like, okay, we can do this. We're not going to be failures, you know? 100%. Um, and I, I also think, I mean, there's, I mean, Thomas Hurdle, how long is he? I mean, I want to say it's he's creeping up on 10-ish years for with, with the team. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, been. Yeah, he is. He's 28 he's been, right now. So. Yeah, he's been, he's been on the team for a while. And, I mean, yeah. he got the second star of the week for, for the NHL this week. And he's been. He's been on a tear. I want to say he got like six or seven points in the past three games. So um, I think those players are starting. I mean, because the Sharks do have some decent players. He's, I mean, Hurdle is definitely one of them. He's, I'd say, their best player by far. Um, But for him to be playing good, I mean, it gives at least the fans in the organization somewhat to watch the games, come to the games. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously the Bay Area is not the craziest hockey market, but... Um, it's definitely something different and probably a lot cheaper than going to a Warriors game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. 
which I don't know. I could be totally fucking up on no. this geography right now about no, where the Warriors right play and and, no, and Sharks I mean, play, but San Francisco is only with traffic maybe an hour. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're living anywhere in between there, you could easily make it out to San Jose for a game, especially if you're a hockey fan. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing I've always noticed as a Sharks fan is um, the fans definitely pay attention when they're winning and when they're yeah. losing. They don't, and that's just kind of how it is in sports in the Bay Area in general. Like, yeah, I think the Niners will always be a team that can everyone can watch because I think football's just so different because you can watch it one time a week versus three or four games a week. And obviously, the Niners are a good team this year, but um, I've I've noticed that with teams like when they start doing poorly, the fans don't really show out for them. So. That's a part of it too. I think why the games are so cheap, but yeah, um, yeah, I do think uh, them in headlines. they. I like to see that. They're also tied. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I was just saying, like, I like to see that the sharks are in the news for good and not for bad. Um, but I do think we still do need to suck because we need to rebuild and get some more players because we can't just play mid the whole time and just kind of slowly build this team. We need. We need some rock stars to come and fill those shoes that are very, very big to fill with Marlowe, Pavelski, Thornton, all those guys. Totally. I think it's interesting because now looking at the stands, they're actually tied with the Hawks and one point behind the Ducks for the last place team in the league. Yeah. So the Sharks are officially not, I think this might be the first time in the season they're not the worst team in the league. Yeah. I um, think we could see, I mean, who knows <clears throat> with the. I mean, at least they're tied. I wouldn't say they're yeah. they're not. <laughs> they definitely are one of the worst teams in the league. But recently, they've been playing good. So, do you think they're going to trade trade hurdle for picks? If you're saying rebuild, you know. I mean, I think there's a lot of issues with the Sharks. We can get into that, like maybe in the off season, because there's a lot I could think of. But for that question, I think it's tough to do that because, like, he's obviously yeah. a big piece. I think getting rid of Timo Meyer was a good decision just in terms of longevity. Like, he's not going to – and I think with Hurdle, too, like, by the time the Sharks are competitive again, I would – I don't know. I mean, I think it's worth to keep him around as kind of an older presence on the team, veteran presence, especially yeah. in, like, four or five years when the team is competitive again, I think, hopefully. Um, I think it would be good to have him around, but also to rebuild, I mean – He's really the only piece they have to move. Like, for sure, a little bit older. His contract's pretty heavy. And other than that, there's just not really. So, yeah. I feel like teams would, would pay pretty good price for Hurdle. But yeah, I think he's yeah, definitely. Yeah, Couture does kind of have a tough contract on him. So, yes. So, I think it's like $8 million or something like that. And so is, honestly, Hurdle's is pretty big too. But we'll see what they do. Um, definitely. But enough about the Sharks. Um, next thing on here is a goalie goal. We got to witness that this last week, uh, which is Pretty always sweet. cool to see. We got one last year with, uh, was it Olmark? Yeah, Olmark. Goalie goal, which I don't think there was one until like 2017 or something. Yeah. So it's been, there's been two two years in a row of goalie goals mm-hmm. were, were blessed. Yeah. I love the goalie goal, dude. It's just, yeah. I think it's, I think full ice goals are cool itself, but when, it, when a goalie is able to do it, it's like, damn. They're also taking a risk, too, because I feel like it's yeah. throwing it up right in the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit dangerous, but, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. Speaking of, I mean, I think the Penguins are 
starting to make a little bit of strides too. Um, I mean, within their their division, they're only you know three games back behind the Capitals. So, um, yeah. yeah, and and shit, yeah, I guess only three games back from a playoff spot. So it's pretty pretty tight um, in the East, but they're starting to at least climb a little bit. Cool. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to see the Penguins. I mean, obviously they have that aging roster that I said in the beginning of the season that I just didn't really see a whole lot of success from them coming. Um, but as a fan of the game, it's it's nice to see those teams that have those stars like Malkin, Crosby, Latang, and Carlson too have some success. So I think it's cool. But um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up most of the news we had. Uh, we're going to move in next to our contenders or pretender segment, which is one of my <clears throat> newly favorite names of one of our segments. But go ahead and kick it off. I know you've got some stats about this team that we're going to Yeah. Have. So I think one of the biggest surprises this year uh, is the Winnipeg Jets. I think a lot of people slept on them for um, you know how good they're going to be. I mean, they're top of the Central Division. It's a very hard division to play in with um, – you know, both the abs and the stars being there, um, which is, it's pretty damn impressive how they, how good they've been this season. Um, I mean, not only that, the predators are in there, blues coyotes who aren't having, you know, the best of years, but they're still competing within the division. So, um, I think it's a very difficult division to play in. Um, but it's interesting because that LA Winnipeg trade that happened, I think it was this off season. Yeah. Um, with, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, definitely worked out for Winnipeg quite a bit because they LA did give up a lot for him and he's on point he's on pace for 36 points which is a career low um, but yeah I mean Los Angeles giving away two key points or two two core parts you know Velarde and I um, which you know I don't say they are having the best of years but those are were pretty key parts of the LA Kings team and um, I think they're they're going to fit in pretty well with the Jets. Um, but it's interesting because both teams are finding success for that. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is overrated. Um, so, I mean, you can take that however you want it, but um, they gave up way too much for him, I think. Um, but something happened that was, I think it was last night. I, I know it was over the weekend. When I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, because it looked like a bad injury. Kyle Connor went knee-to-knee with, I forgot who it was, but he went knee to knee with this, with a player, and he looked hurt, and he he had to get helped off the ice, and that's a huge blow because one, he's fourth in the league in goals, um, with seventeen goals. I mean, he's just two goals behind first place, so I think he was having a very very good year. He was on pace for a career high fifty four goals, which I don't think he's hit fifty goals in his career ever. Could be wrong about that, but um, dude, Kyle Connor is their best player by a mile and losing him they could they could hurt i mean they're on a four game yeah. win streak right now but um you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back without kyle connor um but i don't know what's what's your take on on the jets i think i see the thing is i don't really pay attention to the jets too much i think i mean let's see last year they made a wild card spot in the playoffs so I wasn't too shocked. They do have a great goalie, Connor Hellebuck. Um, so, obviously, that's going to take you pretty far. 
just in the season having a good goaltender. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was definitely kind of shocked at that Pierre Luc Dubois trade, and I wasn't really sure how that was going to turn out for them. Um, I know the last couple of weeks, just watching them move in the standings, I know they have been pretty decent, or they've been at least on the rise, and so now leading the Central, if you do not know that, um, or at least tied. But yeah. yeah, I think Kyle Connor's definitely a huge piece for them. Um, glad he's not too injured. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I would personally give them, I think they are legit contenders, uh, especially when it comes to playoff time, because it's hard because I, I really don't, any team that's in that one through three slot, like in their division, I think is a contender for the cup. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, I think those three teams, the wild card can kind of be iffy. I mean, it really depends on how close they are with everyone. Um, but looking at it right now, one through three is only split up by one point in the central. So I wouldn't really say that they would not be, that they're pretenders. I think they're a legit contender this year. Um, yeah. But they're definitely not one of my favorites to win the cup. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I wouldn't say they're a favorite, but yeah, no, I think they're definitely within, you know, the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they do. They do only have three playoff series wins in the past nine years. Um, yeah, which is that is a little tough. But I mean, looking. Yeah, I mean they, they're not. They haven't been too good necessarily in the playoffs. But I do think that. I mean, I think twenty eighteen they they lost a conference final. Also, I mean that's not too far away, but. Um. You know, I, I feel like they, they do have, like, a roster that's full of experienced players in the playoffs. So, yeah. um, I'd put them a sneaky contender, for yeah. especially for the I West. Like um, I feel like a lot of playoffs, yeah, I feel like in, in the playoffs, the Jets can perform well. Um, I think it's really going to have to come down to Hellebuck. And, yeah. you know, if he's going to continue the success. Because um, I think he is, I believe he's playing pretty well. I kind of want to pull up his stats right now. I can't don't have him off the top of my head but yeah he's 13 and 6 that's his record and 0.915 his percentage so he's doing pretty good but um yeah, yeah. i'd say a sneaky pretender so sneaky pretender or sneaky contender? Or, sorry sorry sneaky contender it's <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> sneaky <laughs> contender not a sneaky pretender fuck yeah yeah that's funny. um yeah i would agree with that um, what stat were you pulling up? Uh, just the uh, Hellebox numbers. Sorry, okay. I just set him off. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. I wasn't sure if we need to wait for you, but cool. Um, yeah, we're going to give them a sneaky contender. I'll ride that with you. Um, that one. But uh, the next one are the Flyers. This team, I did not really have high hopes for last, well, in the off season, like coming up to like predictions and stuff. So I'm kind of shocked. They did have a good start to the year, though. And I think, I don't know, having that. <clears throat> I'm looking at the Metro right now. A, I'm shocked that Carolina is at 29. Which, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Only still three close. points. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the Metro is close. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So 
I mean, I, I think the Blue Jackets are out for the season. I think the Pens are going to be chasing everyone, but yeah, I mean, shit, even the Devils, since we last spoke, I mean, the Devils have made some pretty good strides in the past. Yeah, um, I mean, they're six. Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're they've made some strides in the past, you know, week, and I think they're playing a little bit better. Um, I wouldn't say they're up to their you know standards of what how good they want to play this year um, or yeah. anyone's predicting. Um, but yeah, the holy shit, the Flyers is just like such a such a surprise, and they're on a four game yeah. win streak right now. Uh, the thing that I really notice about them is like their roster; they don't really have any superstars. Like Konecki, connect I don't know if I'm saying that. Connect Travis Konecki, fucking a, Konecki, that's yeah. a tongue twister. But uh, yeah, he's he's got 23 points. He's not even in the top 50 for for NHL players. So um, you know, I think they're points are spread out throughout their lines and i feel like a lot of the times that's how philadelphia plays when they have successful teams it's like yeah. they'll, they'll beat you up with all four lines um and have a solid d but also carter hart is playing really good too um i feel like that's another recipe to like a really good philadelphia teams um they have that goaltending strength and um you know i wouldn't say nine and six is the most shocking record ever but um, yeah. For being on a Philadelphia team and having a 919 save percentage, that's that's pretty impressive, um, yeah. especially in the division that they're in. So um, I thought very impressive 5-2 win against Colorado. Um, I think that might have been last night or Saturday. So, um, yeah, no, the Flyers are – I mean, they're looking good right now, but what – you, What's your determining – like, what's your term for them? I think they're a pretender. I think that they're they're going to make the playoffs – but I would be very, very, very damn surprised to see them make it past the second round. Could maybe yeah. see them winning, um, you know, a series possibly. But I mean, you go and you're going in the Metro, and you're going to be. I mean, I don't think they're going to be out the Rangers. So then you're yeah. playing two v three. Yeah. Um, I think that they could even crack a wild card spot, but then you're playing one of the you know number one teams in yeah. those divisions. So. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's gonna be tough for the Flyers to get past that, but I'd say if Carter Hart can keep it up, I mean, shit, who knows? Because a lot of the times goaltenders can give teams pretty long runs. But right now, I just say they're a pretender just because I think their offensive firepower and what they bring to the table when it comes to that is a little weaker than a lot of teams in the in the East Coast. So, um. Yeah, still a surprise though. Like, holy shit, yeah. they're they're doing no, good right now. They're surprise. on a four game win streak. So, yeah, I do not think that they're going to be in this. I thought they were going to be right about Columbus, but I guess. Um, but yeah, I would slap the pretenders on them. I don't think I don't really know that they're going to make playoffs because huh, we haven't hit the half halfway mark yet, and I know. I think there we can see the standings for what they are and kind of see from there. It's like, all right, who's going to be chasing, who's going to be leading and who's going to be fighting for that last, that wild card spot. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know that they have that. Um, I just don't see them making it even to the playoffs. So I'm going to give them a fat, fat pretender. 
that's my prediction. Interesting. Dude, the yeah. Phillies one one place I really want to see any sport game, but especially a yeah. hockey game. I feel like Flyers fans Flyers, are, yeah. are ruthless, dude. Yeah. It would be scary to go in there as an away fan, not gonna yeah, lie. I'd be yeah. I'd be somewhere like that there in Boston, I'd be like, Holy shit, this is I'd be wearing neutral colors for sure. <laughs> Well, speaking of away games, I'm going to, I think I've mentioned this before, I'm going to a Ducks-Flames game oh, yeah. on the 21st. I'm so fucking stoked for it. Game, right? uh, no, not a Kings game. I'm just going to oh. a Ducks game. Okay. Um, not to chirp Anaheim fans, but it's probably not going to be the most exhilarating venue. <laughs> yeah. um, I've heard the games there can be quiet sometimes, but it's close to Christmas, so uh, yeah. maybe there will be some more fans there, but watching the flames play so hopefully we can get the dub it's gonna be your first time being an away flames uh fan at any of these games so um, pretty stoked i don't think i've ever done that i've never been an away fan i'm trying to think i don't think i've ever been to like a sharks game not at the shark tank it's always been like i've seen the predators play i've seen uh the coyotes play in their disgusting barn at the time um (laughs) you say mullet arena no, no, no. This was oh. like four. This is like over probably ten years ago now. Yeah. Um, and it was at it was in Glendale, back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes, and we were able. My whole team was able to get spots together, like at the very top. But the tickets Jeez. were dirt cheap, so we were all able to go together. It's a fun time, but yeah, that place was empty as shit. But um, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on from contenders and pretenders. We're going to jump into what we did last week, uh, starting lineup. So last week we did some NFL players. It's kind of a more fun segment for us, less hockey news and more, more fun for you guys. Cause like you guys know, we're not the most experted people in the field when it comes to hockey, but we do know how to have fun. So we're going to do that. Gal, you can start off, name your starting lineup this week. We're going to be doing cartoon slash tv characters so yeah just tv so characters how, in general. so how i'm thinking of doing this i think i'm going to list them all off and then mm-hmm. you can list yours off and then we can kind of go into why okay. um yeah. so yeah just starting out at left wing i got bubbles from trailer park boys i got center i got ike from south park kyle's adopted canadian brother mm-hmm. um right wing i got the Roadrunner. interesting yeah. pick there um at my D1, I got Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, so two two Trailer Park Boys picks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my other D, I got Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. And then for my goalie, I got Patrick Starr. So to round it out, we got Patrick yeah. Starr. So we got some diverse yeah, characters Star. in here, um, yeah. but I do, I do really like my lineup, and I'll go into it after you, you list your yeah. lineup. All right, so for mine, I just tried to think of my favorite shows. That was the easiest way to do it. Um, but up at left wing... I've got From High Met Your Mother, Mr. Barney Stinson. At center, I've got the rag... Whatever. No, I don't know why I said that. At center, I've got Mr. Bugs Bunny there. He's my cap. Well, not my captain, but... uh, Right wing, I've got Dwight Schrute. Left wing, I've got Chandler Bing. Rest in peace. And right defense, I've got Mr. Tony Soprano. And at goalie, I've got Peter Griffin. So Pretty good picks. Yeah. So I want to hear more about why you went with your picks and like what, yeah. what what the role is on your team. So I think we can we can start off with just forward lines and kind of explain it. So yeah. with my forward line, I want to get a mix of um, both skill, speed, 
um, but also Hockey IQ. I think Hockey yeah. IQ is very, very important for my team. Having Bubbles, Ike, and the Roadrunner on one forward line, um, you know, it's it's a very driven line by Hockey IQ. I mean, these are some smart players. Obviously, the Roadrunner is going to be speedy quick, um, mm -hmm. McDavid-type speed. Yeah. Um, I don't think he necessarily has um, as much smarts as Ike and Bubbles, um, but I do think that he is going to drive a lot of the rushes, uh, offensive rushes. And I do think that, you know, going into the, he's going to be excellent in the neutral zone. He's going to be able to get it out, play against the trap. Um, I do know, you know, he's pretty quiet in the locker room. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not too good with English. Kind of just yeah. makes meet me noises. Yeah. But, um, you know, I do, I do think he's a really good winger. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying with Ike. He's Canadian. So obviously you know, he's going to have that hockey IQ built oh, into yeah. him. Um, but he does have some very good experience under his belt. I mean, he's got NHL-level experience against the Red Wings. That is true. Um, I, I mean, he was the MVP for the South Park hockey team. Um, yeah. You know, Ike is, one, one of my favorite characters in South Park because he was so good at hockey. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I really do think that, you know, he's got that hockey IQ. He's got the experience to really drive the team. Um, but then Bubbles, I think I was saving the best for last. Bubbles allegedly taught Sidney Crosby all he knows about hockey. Um, they're both from the same area, both from the maritime provinces up in Canada. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he does have that hockey IQ. He has that mentorship. Um, I really feel like he's, you know, I think people called him Gretzky of the trailer park. Um, he's, yeah, he's really damn good. So, um, you know, I... I think, you know, his ball hockey skills easily can translate onto the ice. Um, but I do think I have a pretty star-studded lineup. And he's Canadian, but, uh, so he's got that yeah. in him. Yeah. And he's Canadian. So we got two Canadians and then a fucking Arizonan. So, yeah. or yeah. wherever the fuck, somewhere in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the desert. I think Roadrunner, I like him as a pick because you said that he maybe doesn't have the best hockey IQ, but if you watch his highlights on Looney Tunes, you will see that he is a smart, he's a smart bird. He knows what he's doing. He's thinking ahead of his competition he's always one step ahead of his competition so i think that's a good pick there 100 he's he's clever um mm -hmm. you know when it comes against wiley coyote he's clever yeah. going against those traps um but yeah no, i i 100 think that with good mentorship and um you know good coaching i don't think his hockey db shows that he's been the best player in his career but um with good mentorship good coaching i think the roadrunner can really turn into a solid player i agree all right, so my forwards, <clears throat> I've got Barney Stinson up on left wing, like I said. My reason for picking him, him is he's the confident superstar. He's looking at the Rockets up on the stands the whole game. <laughs> he's just he's the one that sells tickets, right? He's the reason the ladies come to watch the game. Immediately, once he knows that there are some hot chicks in the stands, his game, his overall NHL goes up by like 10, just by girls being in the stands. Uh, for center, for Bugs Bunny, the reason I picked him, he's just the true center down the middle. He's everything you could ask for in a center. He's going to be a little bit chirpy, too. He's going to be talking some shit to the other team. Um, he's going to get in their head a bit, and he knows what he's doing. Um, and then Dwight Schrute, my assistant captain. Uh, Bugs Bunny's the other assistant captain as well. But Dwight Schrute being the assistant captain, he's a loyal, hardworking forward. He's that guy. He's always going to stick by. He's not going to ask for a trade. He's going to stick through the team no matter what, even if we're Sharks caliber. 
bottom of the barrel, <laughs> he will be there and be the coach's pet. Um, he's a little psycho in his pregame routines and stuff like that. He's a little quiet. He's a little intense um, for the people that are joking a little bit too much. Um, I'll move into my defenseman, and then you can move back into yours. Yeah. But, so with him, be a little psycho. I also have Chandler being in there at left defense. He is a big Rangers fan from New York City. Um, but he's a locker room guy. He's a morale guy. He gets everyone's spirits up and excited and just ready to go before the game. Dwight maybe gets a little annoyed with him because he's a little bit too jokey. Um, but he is a locker room guy. brings everyone's morale up. Now, for right defense, my captain, Mr. Tony Soprano, he is the enforcer. He's going to make sure no one is taking any shots, uh, both in hockey and off the ice. Um <laughs> to make sure that they're staying in line, you know. All these guys on the team, they're all stars. Um, but he's going to be the one that makes sure no one touches them. And if you want to get in a fight with Tony Soprano, you better get ready because you're getting your ass kicked. Um, so let's hear your – actually, I'll go to the goalie too. Uh, Peter Griffin, again, another kind of Marc-Andre Fleury type where he's going to get in the <laughs> other team's head. He's a little crazy. Uh, he is He is big. He's a big presence in there. He's a tall guy. Huge. Big guy. Huge guy. His downside is, though, he's got a big alcohol problem. He's a drinker. He's stuck in 80s-style hockey doing coke in the locker room and <laughs> drinking all the time. Um, so that's his downside. But he is part of the glue. I, I think everyone on that team is a glue guy that kind of brings everyone together in this perfect lineup. So go ahead and tell, you, uh, tell yours. Yeah, no, those are good. I love the the Tony Soprano picks good. I would yeah. not want to play hockey against him. He, no. I feel like he's he's laying the boom too big yeah. time. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna beat the shit out of you, and he's also gonna do Nicholas Cronwall type uh, yeah. hits. But uh, you know, just he's like a Scott Stevens is who I was thinking. He's like yeah, well, big captain. Don't want to fuck with him. That's a good compare. Um, but yeah, no, I think for so for my first D, I got Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. I did say you know mm-hmm. I got two Trailer Park Boys, um, but one he's a stay at home D. Um, you know, I think it's hard to move that guy out of where his home is or what he classifies mm-hmm. his home is, whether it's a trailer park, whether it's a car, whether it's nothing yeah. at all, um, he's going to be stay at home D for you. So, um, you know, I also think he's going to be physical. No one really fucks with Ricky. Um, you know, he's gone off to Leahy before he's gone off her bubbles and, and, uh, you know, and, and ball hockey and street hockey. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty damn good. He's versatile. I know he does sometimes play goalie. Um, so I think that, really helps out his defensive you know iq um but but yeah yeah and a great e-bug great backup um but you know i think he is the leader he would be the leader of the team i'd probably give him the captain um for the whole team um but you know i think he's really willing to drop the gloves and he's you know it's going to be very hard to get past him to say the least because um you know i think he's going to be chirping you he's going to be laying the boom um and i think he's got a great shot behind him so um, he would be my D number one. And then my D number two, I'm going with Happy Gilmore. I think he's got the best clap bomb probably oh, in the yeah. league. Um, yeah. You know, he's he is short-tempered, which I think kind of uh, draws his skill level back sometimes. But um, his hockey IQ is just instilled in him. I mean, people yeah. might try to get him to switch up different sports and, um, you know, change up his grip when it comes to golf. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he's he's not changing that it's built into this guy. So, um, I really do think his hockey IQ is there. Um, but 
he also has a pretty good uh you know backing he's a big bruins fan um i feel like he'd probably be a fan favorite too so um that could potentially hurt the team but also it could be really good for um you know the team's popularity um when it comes to money and whatnot um and then to round it out we got patrick motherfucking star for goalie um another sort of similar case to peter griffin he's huge and um you know i think being a star you do have a pretty big five hole but um you know that you're not going to be able to get past a lot of that blocker glove side because um you know a star is a way bigger it's a way bigger you know in terms of diameter it's way bigger arm than a than a human arm so um maybe maybe similar to peter griffin i could be wrong on that um but i i do really think that you know patrick star would be a solid goaltender um necessarily i don't think he has the best reaction skills um but he's kind of a weird weird guy too he lives on a damn rock so um and all the spongebob characters are a little bit weird but uh yeah patrick star is definitely one of the most interesting one but um, yeah 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 you gotta have a weird goalie so um yeah that's that's my lineup i think we both have some solid lineups though we want to hear from you guys though as fans whose team do you think would be if we went up head to head me and galley's team we got those characters together put them on the ice who do you think would win let us know in the comments um and yeah we just want to hear that from you guys but yeah i think those are that one's always fun i like doing that um yeah if anyone has ideas too that's listening if you guys want to hear our starting lineup for any other kind of um category let us know in the comments as well if you can think of anything um but yeah i think that pretty much wraps up what we have here on our plate um we've been trying to do these a little bit shorter shows for the listeners and thank you guys if you guys are listening to this point um and yeah any other like last things you want to say not much i just want to say yeah thank you to the listeners we're two followers away from 150 which yeah you know it's baby baby steps but baby steps, uh we're, we're we're getting there so i i do appreciate everyone listening i feel like uh both me and sean are really progressing and yeah. you know our ideas and I feel like you know we're on our 10th episode coming from you know our first and second episode it's came a long ways yeah, um yeah. you know rather than just kind of talking about hockey now we're kind of actually making a schedule and trying to slim down on the time rather than rambling yeah. on for, for yeah. hours. But, um, yeah. no, I think our, our, our show's got a lot of potential and, you know, I, I really want to, you know, hop into the interview space, public speaking space, all yeah. sorts of stuff with this, with this podcast. So yeah. really stoked to be on board and, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep it firing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything Gally just said. Um, and yeah, uh, anyone that listened also last week to the award show, thank you for coming in voting for us for best podcast of the year. We were very close to winning, um, but the In the End Zone was won, and we're happy for them, by the way. Anyways, um, but yeah, uh, anyone that is listening, if you guys haven't listened to the awards show yet, go listen to that. It is amazing. It's a hundred, uh, hour and 45 minutes, but it's a great hour and 45 minutes. It's super entertaining. I do recommend watching it over listening it if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music. If you get the chance, go watch that. Um, it's a fucking great episode. We had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, I drank a lot. There will be more. Yeah, Galley got twisted by the end. I think, yeah, it was funny. But other than that, everyone, we appreciate you guys listening to us. And don't forget to go follow all of our socials so you can get all the updates on our podcast and all the other podcasts as well. Help us out. 
two followers away. If you guys know anyone of your friends that aren't following us, send that to them. Be like, hey, you need to be following Settle Down Media. And yeah, get that name out. But other than that, guys, we'll see you next week. And Gally, I will talk to you not just after the show, but we might have some stuff coming up this weekend. So we'll see. 100%. Go points too. Play the abs. <laughs>